Welcome to Cinemaholics. You're listening to our review of In and of Itself, which is an excerpt from episode 204 of the Cinemaholics podcast, hosted by Will Ashton and myself, John Negroni. To watch and listen to Cinemaholics every week live, follow us on YouTube. The link is in the description of this review. Enjoy the show. Our last film of the week is probably our most unique, I have to say. Uh, we talked about kind of a, a conventional uh, Western that, you know, definitely had a lot going for it. We kind of talked about a an Indian-based um, epic that, you know, it, it has a lot of themes. It has a lot of ideas in it that we've seen discovered in plenty of other films. But our last film here is Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself, which is kind of a lot of things. It's it's kind of like a one-man show. It's also like a magic show. And yet it's neither of those things really. It's it's something that I, I certainly was not expecting. I'll put it that way. And there's a lot to get into here. And I'm really glad we picked this because I'm so curious to pick your brain about it, Will. Uh, this is a documentary that uh, was kind of put together by on it was it's on off broadway or was on off broadway a few years ago and they filmed multiple performances and then the movie itself which is on hulu it kind of goes it shows you like in one straight path the show but then it like weaves back and forth between different um, audience members because it's very interactive you know it's more interactive than your typical one-man show essentially but uh, the person behind all of this is derek delgadio who is a uh, conceptual magician. He's not really doing magic tricks with abstract ideas. He's doing magic tricks with people and kind of himself. He's telling stories. And I don't want to get into very deep territory here. And I don't want us to reveal much of anything in terms of like the actual setups and, and like what happens in this, because I think to get something out of this, I think it's really helpful to not know anything about it going in too specifically if possible. But I would say that if you're listening and you're already curious, on that note, just watch it and uh, don't listen to us talk about it because I, I think, I mean, I don't know, Will, if you're even going to like it, but I say this is a must watch and uh, you should just watch it sight unseen. Will, what about you, though? Am I, uh, am I on an island here? Uh, no. Who, who am I? Uh, well, I, I can't answer that, but I, I can tell you you're not on an island because, um, I mean, well, for one, when I went into this, I had no idea what it was going to be. I, I thought it was just a documentary about a magician. So I was like, okay, you know, I was settling in for something a little bit, you know, like, um, not even like a performance art piece, just like something of just like, yeah, I did all these cool tricks and like, you probably just see a few things. I was like, okay, you know, just kind of an easy watch. Nothing that I have to be like super emotionally invested in. Oh no! <laughs> um, <laughs> which wow. I, I'm not saying that as a Chris. I'm just saying that like when the movie started, and it's like please put away your phone and all this stuff. I was like, okay, you know, it's a it's a little a little much. I mean, it's just about a magician, right? And then uh, <laughs> and then the show this goes on. Like I said, like it it, it does remind me a little bit of uh, American Topia in that like it does feel like a sort of interactive, kind of close yet also communal look at this very uh, idiosyncratic performer uh, talking and interacting with the audience through his uh, talents. But yeah, I mean, I'm not too far from where you are because um, I think, like you said, like going into this with even moderate or like modest expectations uh, is the way to go because I think that's the way you get mostly invested in it because similar to the audience, like I feel like he he's playing so much against expectations or like, you know, unassuming audiences to the point where like they, he, he sort of like downplays his talents or like kind of like acts like he's a little bit more like uh, 
unprofessional he actually is to the point where he can, you know, like kind of like, you know, do like these amazing things uh, off the cuff. But like you said, like beyond that, it's not really just like, hey, here's this cool trick. It's like this like social identity um, performance crisis uh, art piece where it's like, yeah. It's about yeah. the illusion of not just sleight of hand, but like the illusion of people, which is right. like brilliant. Like that is such a great connection. I've never right. really considered before. But also like this sort of like memoir in the form of uh, stage art as well, where it's like, you know, he's trying to find himself in the process. And that might also just be an illusion, like we said, uh, as well. But at the same time, like it does, you know, help the audience loosen up and, you know, feel like they are a part of the show and in, in a way that they may not anticipate going in, which is uh beautiful in its own sort of weird way. But yeah, I mean, uh, not what I expected, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I really same. got a lot out of this. Um, and I'm, I'm can see why it's, it's affecting a lot of people in, uh, in the movie and also watching the movie. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got a lot out of it too. I think it, it kind of like reached into my soul a little bit and made me like confront things I hadn't had to think about in a long time, which was uh, difficult, but probably needed. And I think I think what will probably work for people, even if you watch it and you're I could see people kind of being overly skeptical, like you are like with a magic show and, and really trying to figure everything out that happens, um, you know, to the detriment of enjoying the show. I think even on that level, man, this guy is just good at telling stories like he is a master at just getting you to listen to a story, understand the in and outs and then connect to it emotionally. Dude should work for Pixar is what I'm saying, because like he has like the succinct uh, storytelling tenacity of like Pete Doctor, it seems like to me. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I want to champion as well is uh, Frank Oz's approach. Like, I think. Yeah, he uh, worked on the actual uh, stage production, oh, too, I looked up. Yeah, I didn't so know he, that. He was yeah. part of like putting that together and he did the film. So I, that's why I think it's so seamless. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that like something I've, I've talked about before that I think really needs to be pointed out is that directing stage in a cinematic way is super hard. Like it, it can't be underestimated, like how hard it is to make a stage production work on screen. And uh, I, I do think Frank Oz does it in a pretty seamless fashion where like you feel like you're watching a stage show, but you also feel involved with it. But you're also close to the performer and you get like, you know, a lot of interesting angles and like different perspectives, but it doesn't take you out of the show at the same time. And that's a really hard thing to do. And I think that Frank Oz does it pretty seamlessly here. And I think that's even more impressive for me because I, I feel like as a director, um, Frank Oz, I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on a lot of his, a lot of his uh, directorial efforts. Like I like um, Little Shop of Horrors a lot. Like I think that's a really great musical, but like something like Death at a Funeral, I'm not crazy about. And a few of his other comedies, I'm not super invested in so i wasn't really sure what to expect from him as a director but i, I thought he he did a great job uh filming this and, and presenting it in a very cinematic and engaging way for sure yeah you know again don't want to talk about specific stuff but there is a moment in this where he just like gets a hug and i think you know i didn't know anything about this guy going into this documentary but seeing him and even calling it a documentary feels weird it's, it's kind of like a non-concert concert film yeah. but just seeing him get that hug, I was just so happy for him. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. As far as you I know, know, everything him about Adam. him is a lie. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. Yeah. You don't know him from Adam. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. But no, it's just, uh, yeah, there's this, this, this like nature to the, his approach that, you know, there were times where like it struck me as like, man, this guy would be a really good cult leader. <laughs> like, he yeah. kind of uses the affect of like a cult leader who is trying to like 
manipulate and control people's emotions uh not to bring up pixar again but like dude could like if he yeah. wanted to he would he would probably be able to get people to do anything and uh instead he, he uses his powers for uh off-broadway productions which is yeah. far more uh worthwhile in my opinion yeah i think we should be grateful for that for sure <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. for a lot of reasons but um yeah I mean, delgadio yeah <laughs> sorry um, yeah but um yeah i mean you know, like this is something as well, like like we were mentioning, like if this wasn't a film, like I wouldn't know anything about this. Like I would I would go my whole life just not knowing what the show is, anything about it. And I'm really glad that this movie exists because like, you know, like we were saying, like if I didn't even ask you about this or I didn't have time to watch it, I probably would have let this gone by too. So I'm, I'm really grateful that this exists and that Hulu was able to stream it because um, we have to know, thank this... Abby because Abby's the one oh, who yeah. uh, raised yeah. it to our attention. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but I think it works really well in the streaming format as well because, like, like we're saying, like it's it's presented in a visually interesting way, but it's not something that like demands to be seen on the big screen. Like, it, I think it works really well on TV and, and, and right. it does its job well. And I, I think this is the type of content I want to see more of from streamers because I think it allows us to see these stage productions that otherwise, uh, you know, I would probably never get to see because I don't live in New York and I don't have access to these type of things, but. You know, they, they, they help to bring a communal experience and, uh, you know, I really appreciate that. So I want more stuff like that. Same here. Same here. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty high on this. I'm an A minus. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's incredibly good. Uh, yeah. I, I can see why it's, it's high up for people as well. I know it's got like a pretty high Rotten Tomato score. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's very early in the year and, uh, I don't know where I'm going to be in December, but. I would not be surprised if this ends up in my top 10 because I really liked it as well. And I, it completely caught me off guard. Yeah, but, same. Um, yeah, I, I'm really glad we checked this out. So I'm a pretty high A- as well. It's funny because, too, we, met, we were so close to being like, well, you should watch Our Friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not, Which, I don't, uh, I don't I mean, think you would have disliked or anything. Yeah, that probably would have thought it was fine. But um, yeah, I, I think this is the better one of the two that I had the option of watching for sure. I mean, I say that, but I can say that because I watch both movies, right. but <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Um, Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice. Mine is Overcast. Or find us on YouTube where you can stream our weekly episodes live for even more banter and weird film takes. See you all next time.